It looks depressing. It looks empty. If I'd seen tumbleweeds coming up the high street, I wouldn't have been a bit surprised. This is the story of a high street in decline. I've seen so many businesses come and go, and it's really heartbreaking to see. It's a story told on high streets across the UK. This is the story of Doncaster, my hometown. You're sort of in a no-man's land here. I wouldn't like to come in on my own with both my kids. It is a bit of a scary place. A fairly typical post-industrial market town in South Yorkshire, England. It was always packed, it was busy, it was bustling, and now it's like a ghost town. Doncaster's centre has been hollowed out. It has more retail space than its economy can support. One in five shop units sat empty even before the coronavirus pandemic. Now, shopper numbers are down even more. I honestly don't know what I'd, I'd do if I didn't do this. It is my livelihood. Yeah, I do need people to come in and buy things. But plans are afoot to regenerate the town for the post-Covid era, the internet era. A ton of development taking place here. It's different every time I come. But will they work? And who will be the winners and losers? It's more tiring than it looks, you know. Well, we've got a few retailers here who have been very clever. I'm Jonathan Ely, the Financial Times retail correspondent. At the start of 2020, I came to Doncaster to see what the town could tell us about the future of the UK's high streets. Then, coronavirus struck. I returned just before England went into a second lockdown to find out what's changed. High streets were already struggling, but the pandemic tipped many businesses over the edge. Nationwide, almost 14,000 stores closed in the first nine months of this year, with over 125,000 jobs lost. Doncaster has not been spared. I moved away 30 years ago, and the town centre today is a far cry from what I remember. Doncaster was never beautiful, but it was always a tough, hard-working town with a busy market at its centre. We're going to look at what's happened pre and post-Covid, how retailers are adapting, and what the future might hold. The decline of traditional industry, a decade of austerity, and the coronavirus pandemic certainly haven't helped places like Doncaster. But this story has long been about much bigger issues. We're shopping differently. 25 minutes down the motorway from here is the giant Meadowhall Mall, with thousands of free parking spaces. We were spending £1 in every five online before the pandemic. Now it's closer to one in four. Doncaster has benefited from that because it has excellent road and rail connections. This vast distribution shed is what Amazon calls a fulfilment centre. It's one of three located just outside Doncaster and one of the largest in the UK, the size of 15 football pitches. The overwhelming scale of the place illustrates exactly what high street retailers are up against. Amazon's and other logistics operators are the subject of constant complaints from trade unions in particular. What would you say to the people who, who say that basically Amazon isn't a satisfying or fulfilling place to work and that employees are, are regularly put in danger? A lot of those uh, comments are unfounded and not based upon facts. We offer the opportunity to come and see what it's like to work in Amazon. So if you want to form your own opinion, then come and take a look inside. 
Amazon has been one of the big winners from the pandemic, as people stayed at home and shopped online in greater numbers. In August, it said it would hire another 7,000 workers by the end of this year to help it cope with demand. Centres like this have created thousands of new jobs in Doncaster and elsewhere. Many are proper, full-time roles with benefits, and they have undoubtedly helped replace some of the jobs lost in traditional retail. But this warehouse is by a motorway junction on the edge of town. People here don't wander around the shops in their lunch hour. And this is another problem for towns such as Doncaster. In the town centre, two-fifths of the property is retail. Less than a fifth is offices. But high street retail needs to be supported by town centre offices in order to be sustainable. And even before Covid, this is an area where Doncaster struggled, compared to a strong city centre such as Leeds. Because they both make a noise. <laughs> my name's Ellie Hughes and I have lived in Doncaster all my life. I do enjoy interacting with people. I do like the social side of retail, but there's probably not the options yeah. there that they once were. I've probably seen more shops open and close than any shops staying. How you doing boys? You alright? You alright? Dominic Gibbs, I've lived in Doncaster for 25 years plus and I'm a owner of a, a number of businesses within Doncaster. I came to Doncaster a long time ago and loved it. Richard, how you doing mate? The right. people are just so welcoming and it's kind of hurting at the minute. It's not the place that I've fell in love with. For me, you don't just say, that's how it is now, people shop online, yeah. you know, and run the white flag up. You, you've got to fight. Dominic knows all about fighting. One of his businesses is Cage Steel, the UK's second biggest mixed martial arts show. But that and the Diamond Lounge, a wedding and events venue he owns in the centre of town, have been devastated by Covid. The business has just been shut. Can't have parties, can't have weddings. We can't do a, a large sporting show. We, we used to put 2,000 people in, in the arena. We qualified for the £25,000 grant, but the rents are still due, the water's still due. They, they're just kind of hemorrhaging money every month. We've restructured the businesses in February. We wasn't viable to get furlough, so I've had to pay staff out of my own pocket. Shops did at least reopen after the first lockdown. But even before Covid, the few traders that remain on Doncaster's famous market weren't optimistic about the future. I've been on the market for 32 years. Back then it was very busy, 300 stalls, and now we're on 11, 12 stalls. Nobody can make it out. It doesn't matter what you've got, what you start with, there's no footfall. I'd put the decline of footfall down in Doncaster market simply to the internet. It's killed almost everything, High Street as well. Topshop is about to close, House of Fraser is about to close, Debenhams have always been on the edge and, and, and they're big shopping outlets. Those business rates that were paid by those big companies, they're not going to be there. In any town centre, when big shops close, the number of shoppers falls, which has a knock-on effect on everyone else. And the wider social problems endemic to many British towns become much more visible. Dominic was so appalled at what was happening even before Covid that he set up a Clean Up Doncaster Facebook page. In just three days, it attracted over 10,000 followers. We literally had a spice epidemic. It's a cheap alternative drug. It creates a zombie effect. People have openly said, I will not bring my children to town because I'm scared. When I first came to Doncaster, it was an absolutely bustling 
town it was it was fantastic to be in i've just got this feeling that my grandkids won't be able to experience what I experienced. When I was younger, I used to come to town with my friends. I don't think people enjoy to come into town like they used to. There has been a decline in the type of people that are in town now and shops closing so often. There was just no footfall at all in this area. It had literally died. Doncaster's civic leaders are realists. They know that many of the shops that have closed won't be coming back. And they're keen to show how investments in the public realm can help find alternative uses for the buildings that retailers once occupied. This is the town's new cultural hub. It already features an acclaimed theater, a new cinema, library, and chain restaurants are to follow. So this office building uh, has been underutilised as an office building and now we've seen some of the private sector responding to some of the investment that we're making. This is now being converted to apartments and we've seen a number of companies converting some of the old stocker buildings into high-end apartments that are getting really decent rentals. Yeah. The cooperative building was... One of those people is Paul Rothwell. His family still runs a fish and chip shop in Doncaster, but he is now the boss of Empire Properties, which has redeveloped this historic old department store into flats. So all this kind of art deco in your smaller towns is not probably not as pleasant as you you kind of want it to be. But I think as the population grows in the town centre, then nice bars and restaurants open, then and people are out using them, then that kind of just feeds on, I guess, doesn't it? Has the pandemic put paid to that ambition? Will people want to return to Doncaster's bars and restaurants, let alone live in the town centre? Or, as home working increases, will demand grow for bigger properties further out of town with outside space? Being open to changes of use is vital to fixing town centres. Across the country, retail is moving out while leisure and dining are moving in. This was once the BHS, where I used to work on a Saturday. Now it's Flip Out, a trampoline park. I wonder what my old boss, Mr Bates, would make of this. Leisure businesses face an uncertain future with England in lockdown again, and the threat of more local lockdowns to follow. And in a post-pandemic world, there are doubts as to whether leisure and dining can soak up all the space that's no longer required by retailers. Even amidst all this change, some canny independent retailers are bucking the trend. I'm Fran Bishop. I have four children's wear shops in Doncaster, Newark, Sheffield and Mansfield. I have been trading in Doncaster now for five years. Fran, are you open? I am, yeah, come in, come in. I'd never really been to Doncaster before opening a shop here, but it was cheap, it was cheerful, fairly good footfall. Doncaster has declined. If I'd looked at it now on the outside, I'd be more wary about opening here. Frances isn't a typical high street retailer. A former contestant on The Apprentice, she's something of a local celebrity. How's looking well? Pud, her children's wear business, is one of Doncaster's success stories. There's not a day I don't wake up and not go on social media and thank our customers. See? What I've done with the business is tell a story. I can post on Facebook twice a day to 20 times a day. If we've got new stock in, I might do an hour live video. We're almost like a TV channel. So I'll put my phone online. In the background, you'll see the phone ringing and people ordering. And then it almost becomes a competition to see if they can get on the live video as such. 
A lot of people do say like you share your life to these 20,000 women and I do. So if I post a selfie here, just retake that, don't like that one. We put here, last comment, wins 10 pound. And if I can get like thousands of comments on this, we'll pop to the top of each timeline. So now we're on 123 comments in four minutes. And we now have 922 comments in eight minutes. That's cheaper for us to do that than it is for Facebook advertising because what we've done is we've done a natural algorithm to beat the algorithm because we've had a really active post so Facebook will then naturally push us to the top of the newsfeed. So we've now been going for 15 minutes. We've got to 2,400 comments. But that was before Covid. Back then, Frances was passionately committed to her bricks and mortar stores. But she has since pivoted to online sales using the £25,000 government grant to open this 5,000 square foot warehouse outside the town. I think that's recalling. <laughs> the website, to give you an idea, does what the four shops combined did. And because of COVID, what we decided to do was close the Sheffield store because the lease was up in March. So it was pointless for me to sort of extend a lease in the middle of a lockdown. We're coming out of this really lucky compared to a lot of other businesses. That is down to the customer base just for sticking by us, I think. There are customers in, the, in this warehouse today. Could you theoretically just have the warehouse and not have the shops and still maintain that connection that's so important? The customers are still supporting us. So whilst they're doing that, why would I turn my back on them? But sharing so much with the world isn't a model that will necessarily work for everyone. This, this is your volume control. Antiques retailer Chris Hughes was weighing up whether to keep his Doncaster shop even before Covid. If things are going to go the way of everybody shopping on the internet, I'm considering an out-of-town yeah. location. Now things are even tougher. Footfall's down dramatically. Is this the sort of business that readily transfers online or is it a really, you've got to touch it, well, to it me, up, look at it? Yeah, when I'm buying stock, I like to touch it, feel it. I honestly don't know what I'd, I'd do if I didn't do this. It is my livelihood. Yeah, I do need people to come in and buy things. We do need people to shop local. I'd like to think that people will help and support the local businesses because we're here for them. And we're only going to be here for them if they continue to use us. Many of Doncaster's remaining shops appeal to those on lower incomes, but there are also tentative signs that Doncaster is trying to attract a younger crowd. That tells the tale, doesn't it? When I was a kid, it was chips and curry sauce. Now it's vegan and gluten-free options. Doncaster Council spent £7 million turning the historic old wool market into a hipster haven, with street food stands and independent market stores run by young entrepreneurs. I studied fashion design um, and I really got into sustainability and natural dyeing. I came back from London and I was really happy with how it is here. The opportunity came here because of the cheap rent. With business rates we don't have that in here. We still pay the electric but it's reduced because we're in a market. But that was then. This is now. Throughout Covid the only thing that I was making online was face masks. That's really what helped me get through Covid. I'm going to move to a different part of town and it's a part where I shop myself so I'm hoping that it will still be busy. What's persuaded you to take that risk at, at, at such a challenging time? With Covid I had the chance to get the shop that I wanted at probably a price that was better than it would have been before. The stories of Fran and Rebecca show what retailers need to do if they are to have a future on the high street. They can't just sell the same things you can buy online or in the identical chain stores that fill Britain's shopping centres. 
They have to offer a sense of community or services or things that you simply cannot get on the internet. When you come to Pud, you don't just pop in. It's a trip. We are a destination. See you later, my lovelies. <laughs> you don't just come to buy something. You don't come to buy a dress. You come for a natter, a chat, a laugh, a moment about life. People will probably spend about 20, 30 minutes here even if they're buying one thing. Because it is a sustainable brand, a lot of people want to be invested in that. Um, they tend to get more involved, they want to know about your process, they want to know about how you're doing. So the more you share with them and the more transparent you are, they seem to get involved in behind your brand as well. We're going to come full circle. We're going to come back to social interaction and communities. Yes, online is going to have a place, but I think that the businesses that can create these communities and create social interaction are essentially the ones that will thrive. We need little quirky shops and fresh new businesses so it attracts sort of maybe a little bit younger than my age. They're the people with disposable income. You need something different. We don't want more costas, drive-throughs. We do not need most of the things that can be found online. There is no shortage of Franz or Rebecca's in Doncaster or in countless other towns up and down Britain. More people like them will be prepared to give it a go as town centre rents fall in response to lower demand. But when the way we live, work and spend has changed so much, there will never be enough of them to fill all this vacant space. And there's a lively debate about what we should do with it instead. You look at some towns and cities that are still thriving. To me, it's the towns and cities that have kept hold of the, some of the history and ran with it. If you listen to the council and the town's on the up, hashtag getting things done. You listen to the public, that's certainly not the case. It's in decline. The whole build it and they will come, let's put a nice shiny building up, is not the right approach. This whole town, the retail, it's about people and yeah. nobody at the council talks about people. It's kind of like they want this legacy of how many buildings they put up. The future is going to be more independent things. I think people want personalised things, they can go online and they can get everything else from those bigger stores. The decision makers need to get up out of their office, stop hiring these consultants, they need to just walk. They need to walk down the high street, they need to come and talk to people. Then we all might have a fighting chance. Doncaster has a lot going for it. It's a big town, bigger than many cities, and it's well connected. It's got growing industries in some sectors. Its leaders are ambitious and it's full of kind, hard-working people who care about the town and each other. Smart young entrepreneurs are making things happen here. OK, that's brilliant. Thank you. It also stands to gain from the new government's levelling up agenda aimed at reducing inequality between regions. But progress can often seem painfully slow. Overcoming problems that have built up over decades requires time, money and teamwork. And that can be hard when people's views about what's best are sometimes very different. Regrettably, COVID-19 will spell the end for some established businesses and it will strangle some new ones at birth. The battle for survival will divert attention and money away from investing for the future. Most of all though, Doncaster and other town centres need people. People living there, people working there and people spending there. Virtually everyone we spoke to at the start of the year agreed on one thing. The place just isn't as busy as it used to be. There is some evidence that the pandemic has made people value local shops and businesses more. A YouGov survey in July found that 70% of those Brits who had shopped locally during lockdown would continue to do so. 
If that's correct, it cannot come soon enough. For high streets in places like Doncaster, it really does boil down to use it or lose it.